millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hello, it's time for a brand new My Mate Bought a Toaster. Thank you, thank you, thank you so much for listening. I really, really appreciate it. Uh, before we start the show, just a, just a quick word. A fraction of a second uh, to let you know that this show is brought to you by our friends at Onto. They are the company who can allow you to subscribe to an electric car. Get rid of your petrol and your diesel. Stop burning old dinosaur bones and get yourself an electric car. It's an incredible deal that they offer. On.2. Go and check it out. Uh, it's amazing. You can get all sorts of different electric cars from uh, Nissan Leafs to Renault Zoe's, uh, Teslas as well. And uh, they, you pay them a monthly subscription and they pay for the insurance. They even pay for your fuel, uh, which is very exciting. On.2. Go and have a look at it. Anyway, episode time? Yeah, come on in. The following podcast is a member of the Great Big Owl family. There's a lot. There's a, there's a chance I might just start making shit up. Right. And you, just have to, you just have to go with it. <laughs> so much power. <laughs> you're sitting in your sister's house. You're sitting in your sister's house, and I'll just sit here going, "These are massive sex toys, <laughs> Kyle. They are huge." <laughs> Hello, welcome back to My Mate Bought a Toaster. This week I'm joined by the fantastic actor Kyle Smith Bino. Uh, Kyle, hello. Welcome to hello. My Mate Bought a Toaster. How are you? I'm good, man. How are you? Yeah, very well, thank you. Very well. I'm thoroughly excited to be rooting around inside your Amazon. How does it feel? It feels um, invasive. Yeah, good. Yeah. And uh, I'm scared. <laughs> okay, great. The thing is, right, I think the reason that I conceived this ludicrous podcast was just to have some power and agency in my life. Right, because right, right. I've just been snowed under by small children for, like, for the last basically decade. Right. So it, this is just, it, all this thing is is a giant power play by me, so apologies for that. Sure, no, fine, man. <laughs> you, live, you live out those however you need to. I'm yeah, happy great. to help. Great, thank you. Great, thank you for facilitating that. Um, so, describe to us where you are right now, Kyle. What's your What's your setup uh, for the recording today? Um, I am. Um, I'm in the house of Danielle Vitalis, who <laughs> has a setup um, which I can only describe as state of the art. Mm, really? Um, yeah, it's, it's a wonderful setup that she has here in her in her living room, okay. and um, it sounds so clear that I feel like I'm on classic FM. <laughs> If you want to do a, a link and, and, you know, like make this an audition. Oh, yeah, sure. For for a classic FM gig. I mean. You I know. don't actually know the names of any song. <laughs> I mean, I can make it up. I'm literally thinking, like, I can't think of and hit his something by Bach. There we are. That's what I got to. <laughs> Yeah, no, I believe that. All right, so we're going to go diving back into your past, Kyle. And yep. we're going back to 2008. 2008 
Uh-huh. I don't even know you could go back that far. Uh-huh. Yes, you go. I can go right back to your first ever order on Ooh, Amazon. Okay, this will be interesting. <laughs> yeah, you go. Now, now you're on board. <laughs> I thought it would all be things. I didn't. I didn't even remember having Amazon then. Wow. I mean, what were you doing in 2008? Give us paint us the 2008, picture. 2008. I was. 2008 was my second year drama school. Right. Where did you go to drama school? Uh, East 15. Very nice. Yeah. So I, yeah, I would have been in my second year because I started 2007. Oh, no, I would have been, yeah, first year going into second year. Um, And I probably got Amazon because I was, it was my first time away from home. So I could fill up the house with as much shit as I wanted. And I did. Oh, I did. Oh, mate. Well, I can see that. I can see, I can see that you went to town. You bought the Glass Menagerie by Tennessee Williams uh, ah, on the eighteenth of August. No idea where that is now. Right, good, excellent. Or good if it even came. Who cares? I mean, you spent eighteen quid. They've got the money. Um, uh, was there a reason why were you studying that at, at East Fifteen? Uh, I think we had to study a a book out of like uh, a play out of a list. When I think I just picked that one. Mm. But I don't remember okay. a, a single thing about it. I could so just put you on the spot now. Imagine you're on Classic FM, Kyle, and right. you're about to introduce a, a soundtrack to the Glass Menagerie. Give us, yep. give us a little taste of what that so, was like. <laughs> so this one is a personal favourite of mine, and every time I, I listen to um, this, it takes me back to when I played um, H- Horace in the Glass Menagerie. Um, Great. At the national, actually, uh-huh. on all yeah. stages at once. Wow! Do you know what? I've suddenly realised after making fifty or however many episodes of this podcast, we need to do a completely fictional one. <laughs> yeah. Just... Oh, is that not what this is? <laughs> that would be oh, so tell good. The truth. No, I don't. Want... Now I'm thinking maybe you should just talk, just just completely make every single word up. I'm fine with that. If at any time you want to go off into complete fiction, right. Don't tell me, just do it. Okay, sure. That would really spice things up. Um, the other thing you bought by Clifford Odette's Golden Boy. What's the Golden Boy, please? Oh, Golden Boy is a play. I remember that one because I've still got that. Um, okay. That's a play about a boxer. It's set in New York in like the 50s or 60s or something. Right. And it's about a boxer. And I know that Sammy Davis Jr. played this part on Broadway. Wow. Um, and I know that because I listen to there's this rap pack rap pack live special that they did in 67 i think it was and it's the only recorded like full recorded show of the rap pack and he sings a song from golden boy on there oh okay that's why i remember that not because i was paying attention in drum school (laughs) and did you use this did you did you play this part yourself or did you just buy it to read i think we did like an extract from the play Okay. Yeah. It must have been really nice having three years at drama school where you could basically browse drama. And, and was it, am I sort of um, idealizing it here? Was it that nice where you could just pick stuff up and have a, you know what I mean? Like a sort of buffer, yeah. just wandering along a trestle table of drama. Um, it was something like that. Um, I, I mean, I had a great time. A lot of people mm. in my year didn't because we had the biggest year uh, of any drama school ever in the world. We had, fi- we had 53 students in our year jeez. Oh, um and the sort of average is like 30 yeah and also the average percentage of those guys who then go on to act oh yeah Ooh. yeah so was there was it quite competitive then were there, were there some sharp elbows and i mean not for me um there were 14 blonde girls in our year and there were two black boys 
And oh, wow. So, I mean, we were bumping elbows uh, in a friendly way. Yeah. Because that's what we do. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, for the for the girls, it was a bit... Um, it got a bit, especially towards the end, towards a sort of showcase time where everyone's fighting for an agent or whatnot. Yeah. It got... Um, got spiky man <laughs> um but i was fine yeah because i'm not oh sorry i must say i'm not a blonde female oh sorry uh, yeah sorry mate you i should have clarified that yeah 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 that's yeah, yeah. awkward i thought i was okay no sorry that's what I, that's the vibes i was getting off you but we can carry on right <laughs> blonde female um Talk to me about that, please. I know, I know, oh God, it's really annoying that like the first question I'm asking you is about being a, a black actor at drama school and there's only two of you there. And I don't really want, I don't really want this to be a podcast where we talk about the colour of your skin because that shouldn't mm-hmm. be relevant. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. I am interested to know, what is it like? Do you, do you, did you feel it? Did you, did you forget about it? How, how is it for you to do um, that? How was it? I was, I was very aware of, um, I was aware of it mainly because I was a minority um, and there were, uh, I mean, out of the whole year, because we have the acting course and then we have the community course and the contemporary course. Mm. So there were a few more people of colour in those um, in those courses. But out of the, on the BA acting, there was just myself and another guy. Yeah. And um, I mean, I was aware of it, but I, I think that it worked in my favour. Um, uh, also, I felt like sometimes directors would come in and not know what to do, especially like we did plays, we did some, you do a module called the Americans and um, you pick an American play and usually it's from uh, a period in history. And the play that we did was set in like the 50s, I think it was called, The Little Foxes. Right. And um, I played a white slave owner. And then okay. I also played the um, the house servant in the in the first half. So like we switched it, um, and we had to switch roles constantly because we had uh, one thousand five hundred people in our year. So we had to always switch roles. But um, um, so I think it worked in my favor because it was sort of it was a, the main character that I ended up playing that was this uh, slave owner, and the story was sort of all about him. And I think out of the director not really being sure how to uh use the only black person in the cast uh in the uh class to she sort of went oh well i'll try this that'll be interesting and i think that was honestly one of my best roles and i think like especially i mean maybe 11 people saw it but i i do honestly think that that was one of my best um my best roles because i was like i was playing an old white man in a wheelchair that was on his sort of like on his last legs Mm. We um and he um he sort of had to figure out what he was doing with his estate and his wife was um his wife was trying to con him and the whole family was sort of against him and it was like it was especially at what was like nineteen twenty yeah playing a part like that and re- not really having life experience to sort of know how to play that uh but like giving that my best shot i think that like it really did something for me as an actor to to be like oh okay i can you can just play anything i don't have to just yeah. play like the parts that i'm seeing people that look like me play there's also yeah, so what's that like in terms of the typecasting thing mm. do you that that must has that got better in recent years or is that still a big problem i think it has got better it's certainly been better for me but i think there's still a lot of work to be done yeah. um because I know that, like, 
people are still constantly getting typecast and it's sort of like when I left drama school when you were when you were um, auditioning you're auditioning for the person that has been stabbed or is doing the stabbing Mm. or something like that and like my first role out of drama school was in Whitechapel and I I play um, a guy whose brother's been shot by the police and I go in and give my statement Um, so it was all sort of I, I felt like around that time it was all sort of those are the kind of roles that you're going to get but as as my career went on i um it, it came it became a lot more um diverse yeah. and now i'm playing a man whose uh wife can see ghosts <laughs> yes you are you are you are you are we'll get onto that we'll get onto ghosts in a bit um i mean that's just brilliant i've just heard someone saying that they actually learned something at drama school yeah, is. I did. I really had a good time, but I mean, obviously, it was difficult for for us as a year group just because of the size of the year, but also, um, also, I mean, I remember someone telling me that I was the first black person they'd ever met. Oh God! And this is like, I mean, drama school—you have to be eighteen minimum. Yeah. Um, wow. So that's eighteen years. Yeah. Shit. And I mean, it's, uh, at the same time, it's sort of fun because you're meeting people from all over. I mean, we had a few people from Norway in our year, and it meant uh-huh. that we, as a year group, celebrated celebrated Norway Day because we had sort of like eight Norwegians in our year. Um, so they really. Hang on, so wait, wait one second. There were more Norwegians than people of color. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Your... yeah. <sighs> right. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Um, they were getting that international student money. I see. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but um, for some reason, yeah, for some reason there were loads of Norwegians. But um, yeah, we celebrated Norway Day as a year, so things like that that I would never have like sort of learned. But yeah, I do remember someone saying to me that I was the first black person that they'd ever met in real life. What, I mean, what on earth do you say to that? Are you like, well, on, on behalf of my people, pleasure to meet you. I mean, what on earth to say? <laughs> yeah, I don't really remember how I reacted to that. <laughs> wow. Wow, amazing. Um, all right, so that's 2008. You mm. are at East 15 Drama yeah. School. The number of times I've nearly called it East 17 Drama School. I'm not going to make that mistake Where on this podcast. Sing Stay Another Day for three years. Go. <laughs> um, be, that would be amazing. And then, weirdly, uh, you eat loads of baked potatoes and fall out of a slow-moving vehicle. <laughs> which yeah, is, run yourself <laughs> That was so weird. That was, that was a very nice Drama School. Um, okay, uh, 2010, Kyle, uh, what have we got here? Uh, January 2010, you're starting the year with President Barack Obama's special commemorative calendar. I mean, bearing in, last, bearing in mind, the last time we had a calendar bought on this podcast mm-hmm. was uh, Ollie Mann buying a calendar of Peter Andre. Okay. Um, similarly great people, I would say. Yeah, <laughs> I'd agree. You know, they're both up there. Yeah, yeah. Both very um, influential. <laughs> exactly. Changed the Kate, world. Katie Price likes both of them, I'm sure. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> um, um, that was for my mum. That was a present for my mum. Okay. okay. I actually I can't remember if it was a present or my mum was just like, get me a Barack Obama calendar. Yes. Um, just I need to have one. Yeah. Quite right. But yeah, either yeah, that was that was definitely a um a Miss J Bino purchase. Um he is, I mean, he is for all the right reasons just wonderful, but also he's he's really hot. He's he's a hot, but he's a he's a he's a pilf. He's good. <laughs> Can you name any other pilfs? <laughs> oh yeah, that's great. Okay, um any other pilf? Um no. <laughs> no mate, I absolutely can't. I can't. Um I mean, I mean I guess Trump is like a pilk. 
because I quite like to yeah. or film murder or kill. But no, I can't name any of them. Name you know the. Pill. I mean, Clinton was to some other people. Yeah, but um, it's not for yeah. me. Not for me, not for me. I wouldn't have bought my calendar. And, and I would have felt uncomfortable buying my mum a Clinton calendar. Do you right. know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cards from Clinton's, sure. But, uh, yeah. Clinton calendar. Mm. Okay, so we've got um, Barack Obama um, special commemorative calendar for 2010. How much was that? Um, oh, I'm happy to tell you. Great stuff. Uh, £6.28. Oh. There you go, Mum. There you go. Merry Christmas. Happy birthday. There you are. About 50p per month. Just FYI. Okay. Just, yeah. So I thought I'd do some impressive math there. Just Thank to really- you. Okay, you're welcome. Um, what else have we got? Love and Basketball. The DVD. Yeah, tell us about this, please. Mm. Uh, have you seen it? No, but I'm looking at the what quotes. Clever, sexy, absolute horny. Absolute legendary yeah. film. Okay. Fantastic. What happens it's... in it? Nothing. <laughs> okay. <laughs> they, um, there is a... Uh, this boy and girl that grow up together I can't remember if they're neighbours or if they grew up like across the street or around the block or something like that mm-hmm. and um, they fall in love with a basketball no they fall in love <laughs> over basketball they play basketball together and then they fall in love and it's beautiful and it's one of those it's one of the films in the um, that sort of like era of um, of iconic black films with like uh, Don't Be a Menace and Boys in the Hood and all that stuff was like all very um, uh, sort of drama and quite like street life and stuff. And then this mm-hmm. was one of the sort of one of the first that I can remember around my age group um, watching like a romantic um, film with like two black leads and yeah. about basketball. And it's a lot of fun. And uh, yeah, and I remember. Yeah. I I seen I feel like I remember this and I I don't know if it's true <laughs> um but I I feel like there was a girl that I used to see that every time she came around wanted me to put that on. Oh really? Yeah. Let's what so forget Netflix and chill, love and basketball yeah. and chill. Yeah, love and basketball and chill. <laughs> love love basketball <laughs> and chill. Um Clever, I love the quotes on the front. A massive writing. So you've got the two guys kissing and they're holding it. They're, they're both holding a basketball, mm-hmm. which looks like they were, which looks a bit like they were playing on different teams. And they met in the middle. Instead of like tackling him or <laughs> him tackling her, they've just started they snogging, which is de- yeah. just deli- Which would be, it's kind of cute. Be, it'd be a great twist to any sport, wouldn't it? <laughs> if, like, maybe maybe would, if, if you both touch the ball at the same time, you have to kiss. <laughs> They should do it for snooker as well. Like if you're playing snooker and you miss a pot, you can listen. You can have the ball, but you got to kiss the other player. It's just it should be more kissing in sports. Every time a goalkeeper saves the ball, you have to kiss the striker. That is beautiful. More kissing in sports. Oh, I can go to bed happy tonight, knowing, knowing that I've said those words. Um, yeah, so they're being distracted by each other's kissing each other's faces. Mm-hmm. It's just the quotes on the front: "Clever, sexy, horny," right in the middle. All right. Wow. All right. Chillier That's beans. perfect, isn't it? That's what you want. Everything that you want in a partner: clever, sexy, yeah. and horny. Uh, clever, sexy, and horny. Um, it, uh, this is a good one from an Amazon customer reviews here. One star. It's my own fault in a way, but I also think it's naughty not to highlight. This will not work on UK devices. It's region one. <laughs> That's an unfair review of scripting and cinematography, isn't you it? You cannot give that one star because of that. 
that's what you got to give. Like that's your delivery. That's your region. Right. That's the problem. That's with a different. You, you review your region, mate. Save it for your region. <laughs> you know your regional meeting. Save it for your region, mate. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> You're so fucking region one um, or region two. Uh, not for UK. Cold, not play. Which sounds like a review of Coldplay rather than this. Uh, well, mine worked Cold, fine. So I don't know what everyone's banging on about. Yeah, exactly, mate. It's a classic film. All right, that's um, All's Fair in Love and Basketball mm. and Kissing. And it's a very horny film. Um, other great films you've got here Soul Food from 1998 Vanessa Williams et al absolutely never seen that okay good <laughs> fine fine what the uh, hell the, is that I, I Soul don't know, Food mate, I, the Soul, soul Food you know, I can give you a, I can give you a breakdown of yes, please. if you like um Every Sunday, young Ahmed's family gathers for Sunday dinner at his grandmother's house. When Ahmed's uh, grandmother falls into a coma, however, the family begins to splinter. Ahmed's uncle Lem loses his job. Aunt Terry, played by Vanessa L. Williams, witnesses her husband having sex with her cousin... (laughs) And Ahmad's mother, Maxine, attempts to keep the warring factions of her family together. What a lot going on there, Kyle. That sounds shit. (laughs) Mate, not according to reviews. Good, good, good. Family video, it says here. Okay. I mean, that's in a sense family, but I'm not sure. Family video. You wouldn't want to get the family's. One video, two. (laughs) Yeah. Like uncles having sex with cousins. No, mm. that's not what happened. <laughs> Wait, I made that bit What was it? Well, some incest. Some cousins were at it. Right. I mean, maybe, maybe they were playing basketball together. Ooh. And then one thing led to another. <laughs> Get yourself some gas and air and breathe deeply. We're talking on the phone while he had his arm inside my vagina. In my head... I was saying, could you go and see if the anaesthetist is free? And what I was actually saying out loud was, help me! CD player doesn't work. I was like, I'm sorry! I'm a fucking CD player! Where's my playlist? That's One Torn Every Minute with me, Beth Murray. Available now from Great Big Owl. Help me! When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's stamps.com. Code program. My matey bought a toaster. 
jump on ahead now to 2011. So by this stage, you're out in the world. You've left drama school, yes. right? You're, yeah, yeah, yeah. You're, you're, you're cutting your teeth as an actor. How is it going I'm absolutely so far? not doing that. I'm in a call right, centre. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm very heavily in a call centre. Oh, man. Oh, man. Um, yeah, 2011. I think I started in... <sighs> February 2011. So was it was it one near uh, near um, Old Street by any chance? That's where they all were. No, it was uh, in Cross Harbour by Canary Wharf. But I know which one you're talking about. Yeah, and I mean, I guess going to a a call centre after drama school, nice to nice to be able to still see you know all your drama school mates every day. Exactly, that's that's one thing, isn't it? Well, the Norwegians in the corner here, guys. What's going on? (laughs) Yeah, it's lovely to still be surrounded by actors. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do they? I mean, I bet they have a canteen. They've just got a green room, surely, at the call centre. Well, the place was actually created for actors. Oh, Um, it was for out of work actors. So there was a very strong acting theme where they had the headshots of all the management um on the wall <laughs> and had had them there for maybe 20 years okay <laughs> they had two big like oscar um uh ornaments right like made out of that shit oh god this is so depressing yeah and this, well, this is actually for real so this yeah, is what yeah. you'd go and you'd see this oh god so and what was what what call center stuff did you do what phone calls did you have to i mean do you want to give us a taste maybe a little flavor of, of, a, of a chat you'd do um i will be sick if i do that <laughs> i will be violently sick Good. all over daniel's well, wall what, what, just give us a little was, go on what, what it, kind of thing i was selling magazines um yeah. so we're talking gardening magazines Finance magazines, computer magazines. What the hell? The hell do you sell a magazine? Like you're actually selling the magazine. You're not selling advertising space. You're actually selling. Oh, so you're selling up- magazine. So no. So what would happen is there would be a a um, advert on television, and mm. it would say that people can call up for a free um, guide on how to use a computer. For example, I see. I know the ones you mean. Yes. Yeah. Okay. And then people would see that and be like, "Oh, I don't know how to turn a computer on. I'll call them." Yeah. Then they call. I answer. They're like, "Shit, yeah. this guy doesn't know anything either." <laughs> um, and then I would upsell them the uh, the subscription to the proper computing magazine. I see. So, so what they thought was their chance to pick up a freebie was actually yeah. their chance to get hustled. Yeah, so there'd be various reactions to that. They'd be like, no, I just call for the free one and I'll just have that, thanks. Then there'd mm-hmm. be the, um, I can't believe that you're trying to sell me something after you said free, it's disgusting, I'm going to contact Trading Standards. And then there was the people that would like, just hang up. Or yeah. there were people who would say that, yeah, yeah, I'll take that. Yeah, that sounds great. Yeah, I'll take that. And that would happen very, very rarely. But also, yeah. you get the people that would be like, yeah, I'll take that, definitely. And then get all the way up to the last bit oh. of the card details and then they'd hang up. Oh. Yeah. Did, were you on commission or did you just... We were on £5 an hour and yeah. you'd get commission, which was pound fifty per sale. Oh, um, so that the average was sort of like 21, 21 yeah. sales. So, like, I think it worked out that you would get about £70 if you had a good day. Um, okay. But that is like eight hours of, well, you got half an hour for, for uh, lunch. Um, so it would be 
seven and a half hours of constantly being on the phone and trying to sell these magazines. Didn't you ever want to play with the form? Didn't you ever, like, you know, put on an accent for it or or try and do something? It sounds like flyering in Edinburgh. You just want to do a little show for them. Before I got, when I got there, they were like, you absolutely must not put on an accent because, (laughs) (laughs) because, um, people, the calls are recorded and if there are any complaints and they listen to a call back, they won't recognize who it is. Did that ever happen to anyone? Did anyone ever get a complaint? Oh, yeah, big time. Go on. Ooh. Um, I remember one Sunday, I used to work Sundays because, um, like, hardly any managers were in. So it meant you could do whatever you wanted and not answer the phones. So that's what I'd do. Yeah, um, nice, good. And I'd probably, like, I'd probably do about eight calls a day um, instead of the, like, 60 <laughs> that we're meant to do on a Sunday. And I remember there was one Sunday that um, their manager was in, and this guy... He's actually the son of quite a famous actor. Um, he was, um, and he's a bit Essex, and he was he's quite a good salesman boy, sales yeah. child. And, um, <laughs> sales child. He, okay, very Dickensian. Yeah. <laughs> he um, he was talking to this to this lady, and he was like, "Yes, yeah, so I'll throw in that for you." And what you can also get is one of these. Uh, I'll get I'll get that sorted for you now. And then he's doing all the upsell and da, da, da. and I think like because some people are fucking stupid that they don't understand. <laughs> When they're saying, like, yeah, I want all the extra stuff, they don't understand that when we're saying we're going to sell you this, they, they have to pay for it. Yeah. So yeah. they're like, oh, yeah, yeah, I'll take that. Yeah, I'll take that as well. Yeah. And then there's so a you're number thinking, at the end. Yeah, so you're thinking as a as um, the person, the sales caller, that you're mm. getting a sale. So you're like, okay, and I'll just take your long card number. And they're like, what? <sighs> and so, like, this woman had obviously not realised that what she was saying yes to was a, a sale. Yeah. And um, when he got to the long card number, she was like, oh, my gosh, you're trying to con me. No, I can't believe it. And then hung up. No, well, the line went dead. So yeah. then he went, fucking idiot. And then she said, what did you call me? <gasps> no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Shit. Don't do that when the manager's in. Oh, um, shit. So, but because he was very well liked, they just changed his name on the system. So they told, uh, I think they told the company that they'd fired him, but they just changed his name on the system. So obviously I don't want you putting anyone in any trouble here, but I would bear in mind before I ask you this question, this mm-hmm. is nearly 10 years ago now, mm-hmm. and the only thing my listeners will want to know yeah. is is whose kid it was. Hmm. You know, this is a sliding doors moment for the podcast. You know, yeah. we're either this is either going to go great because you've, you know, completely immorally told me something, or we're just, it's just gonna it's gonna shut down. I mean, it's it's up to you. It's up to you. No pressure. Kyle. I'm just gonna I mean, Google him to see what he does now. Okay, okay, okay. Go do this. Um. <laughs> oh, he's acting. He is acting. So he's actually he's actually acting, is he? Yeah. Okay. Um. Well, he, he can take the hit. He's probably quite proud of it. His his dad was uh, a quite a big name in EastEnders for a long time. <sighs> Oh really? It was. Yeah. Is it? Is it? Is it a? Okay. Is it a spawn of like a a Shane Ritchie type? No, not really. No, he was. It was like a bad boy. He was like bad boy on the square. Who was the bad boy on the square? So like, oh god, who who can I think of? Who's bad on the square? Like um, uh, I can't think. You're gonna you're gonna have to absolutely spell it out for me. He um, he <laughs> <laughs> was a na- he was like he was a naughty guy on the square. He came in for a few years. Let me see how long he was there for. Okay, hang on. He hang was on. there from 
Yeah, okay, this is where we can do it, right? You lead me to it by the nose, then I say his name, and you leave a silence, and you haven't actually told me? Right. Okay, so. Uh, first appearance was 1999. His last appearance was 2001. Oh, okay, so a while ago. Yeah. Um. All right, so EastEnders villains. So was it a Kemp, for example? No. Okay. It wasn't a regular. Uh, it wasn't a regular, right, okay, all right. Oh, sorry, uh, no, I know who you mean, but he was there a lot longer than that, I think. Uh, yeah, he probably was actually. Okay, uh, EastEnders Bad Boys, 1999. <laughs> <laughs> okay, get that calendar. Here we go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, was it uh, Dan Sullivan? He was a uh, quite a big, handsome kind of rude boy around that time. I mean, he, your silence will. He was, wasn't yeah. he? Yeah. Hmm. Okay, we'll move on. Great stuff. So, Thank you very much yeah. indeed. <laughs> All um, the revelations. <laughs> so yeah, um, that was that was uh, a strange time uh, that, that went on for far too long. I stayed. How long I, were you in the call center for? I was there for for maybe four years longer than I should have been. I was there Ooh, for four and a half years. Um, but the 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 good thing about it was that you could go off and do acting work. And of course, yeah, come back. Um, and it was always there. And I sort of got pally enough with managers and stuff to work out how to do a full day's work without doing any work. Mm, you can um, play the system a little bit. Yeah. But I, I like that you never quite got promoted enough where you became one of the bosses, oh, even after oh, no. nearly half a decade there, you stayed thoroughly <laughs> on the shop floor. Oh, yeah. Big time. I would never want it. I, I saw what happened to supervisors, man. <laughs> I've seen that shit, man. It's crazy. Yeah, you, were, you went all Vietnam then. <laughs> <laughs> yeah man no it's it's bad news when you go from someone like that you sit next to on the phones and you just chat shit and talk about how shit the job is to them yeah. becoming the supervisor and be like come on guys we've got to do better than that and you're oh, like God. you made me sick and i want to throw you out the window Ooh. and what was it like when you left what year did you leave the call center 2015 i got fired uh 10th of may 2015 Oh, they f- okay, because I was sort of about to start this narrative where, you know, what an amazing moment. There you are going out into the world. Your acting is keeping you going. There. You don't oh, need oh, them no. anymore. <laughs> okay, right. Come on. So what happened in 2015 then? Um, so I got moved to a different account, which was upstairs. They made like a – because originally it was just floors five and seven, and then right. they got uh, floor six. So they moved me yeah. to floor six. Uh, so it's different manager. It's a guy that I had been on the phones with previously, um, oh, yeah. who was such a great guy back then. And he was like, we used, used to have jokes on the phone, and especially on the weekends. If like if I knew that he was in on the weekend, I was like, yeah, great, we're gonna have a good one. Oh, Matt, so an actual real life work friend. Yeah, and then he right. turned into a piece of shit, <laughs> and he was lit like he was a horrible boss. What? Why do people oh, yeah. do this? All for like an extra, like you know, one pound an hour or something. Yeah, he was. Fuck. Yeah, he was bad news, man. Um, and I don't know why that happened. Um, I think the power just got to his head, and mm. he really like was going sick. Um, mm. So yeah, he. Um, I can't remember what his actor name is because he changed okay. his. He changed his name. Oh, so does Was he still it, act now, or do you think he's still in the call center? I think he owns the call center now. Um, Jeez, I, I no, I don't know what he's. I don't know what he's doing now. But he. So I was also. I was seeing a girl at the call center at that time, and we were. We were like the worst. We were just the two worst <laughs> employees in the whole building, and, and we did no work. work at the same time. Oh yeah. I mean, did you just oh, go we off? Just, and... Yeah, but we were just like absolutely messing about. 
100 percent of the time and he yeah. was like constantly like and i actually someone that worked that stayed there for quite a while she bumped into one of the managers and she asked him like who was the worst in your whole time there and she, he said the two of us uh, <laughs> and i'm so real, proud of that i can hear real pride yeah yeah, yeah. i can hear real pride coming at that forget drama school mate that is your crowning yeah. achievement so far forget ghosts <laughs> who cares about bbc one sitcom man this is huge yeah. this is i've huge. been fired from from yeah. i got fired from that place six times in total but the last time they really meant it <laughs> I think we should do a podcast just about times you've been fired. I think that'd be a much better spin-off, to be honest. I mean, I could I could talk about that place for so long. There's so many things that happened there. One of my favourite phone calls was when I asked uh, a woman for her postcode, and she said, "You want a photo? A photo of me? I don't know. I don't think I have any." <laughs> and that that was an incredible moment. Was she Welsh? Were you doing Welsh? Then? Big Welsh, yeah. <laughs> she Welsh. She, you're, you're a photo. <laughs> you're a photo. I don't think I have any. <laughs> Not, not how am I, I going to get you a photo? No, I love that she was happy to do it. <laughs> oh, she doesn't God. think she has any. Um, I also Jeez. remember calling someone in 2013 and their date of birth was 1912. Holy hell. I still sold that shit, though. <laughs> <laughs> Always closing. Always closing. We like to listen to toast. And we're not the kind who would boast. In spite of the host, we still like to listen to toast. La, 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 la. All right, okay, let's keep looking at your stuff. We haven't looked at your stuff for ages, Kyle. We've been completely distracted right. by the call centre. Yes. Um, 2011, all sorts of movies. I mean, we all know these are great films. Kick-Ass, yes. uh, The Little Rascals, yes. um, The Incredibles, yes, yes, Incredibles. Yes, Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind. I haven't watched that yet. What, Inter- Eternal Sunshine? No. Oh, that's great. Kate Winslet and Jim Carrey. Brilliant movie. Brilliant yeah, we've got that sitting there. I mean, I don't even have a DVD player anymore, so... No, we've just watched the actual DVD. When people now say they're watching a DVD, they're just sitting and looking at an actual plastic CD. Looking at it. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. To be honest, it's a similar experience to watching the film because the film's off its tits. So you'll achieve the same thing. Um, I look forward to that. Uh, American Beauty uh, starring of course Kevin Spacey that's probably a problematic <gasps> film now I imagine yeah, yeah. I, I would say we've talked about that film before because it is one of my favourite films but I mm. had I can't remember who it was on but we just went through it and they explained to me why it's not it's just not on anymore it was quite really well yeah but just because the, the main plotline of a slightly pervy dad basically having sex with a girl and grooming yeah. a girl yeah. and sort of presented as a romantic dream fulfilment thing and then it turns flowers. Out, they tried to make it feel like it was romantic but yeah the flowers don't excuse it you know yeah. when Kevin Spacey goes up in court and I'm not sure he's going to now but were he to go in court mm. you know, if his main defence was to get some flowers to fall from the ceiling it's not <laughs> It's not, it's not going to work, isn't it? Especially if the jurors have got hay fever. It's going to be... Yeah. Yeah. No. It's going down. It's going down. It's going down. Um, Monster Cable Beats by Dr. Dre. £19.20. That's August 2011. Treat yourself fake. Some... Oh, yeah. I mean, they are... Uh, what? Yeah, they're only £14.77. Yeah. That's big fake, man. So that, what? that's from a Dre who's not actually a doctor. Is that what it is? <laughs> <he's... laughs> that's Professor Dre. <laughs> um yeah i mean do they work as well for 14 pounds 77 um, i do not remember i think that was because i i'm always lost he- things like i always lose mm. headphones and sunglasses so i never spend yes. a lot of money on them because i know that they will last me a few months max yeah well three months later 15th of march 2012 and you've bought some high-tech computing red headphones 
for okay. four ninety nine. So this is definitely a thing. Right. Yeah. 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 Um, all right. That's twenty twelve. Not much. Only two purchases in twenty twelve. We're getting through to twenty thirteen. Nothing mm-hmm. in twenty thirteen. We're still in the uh, call center days. Twenty fourteen. Yeah. Nothing. Still, I feel like I'm a horse racing commentator. Twenty fifteen. Twenty fifteen. Absolutely nothing in twenty fifteen. Going through mm. to twenty sixteen. Now one order Ooh. in twenty sixteen. Do you want to know what you bought? Yes, please. Beats by Dre. Monster in your headphones. (laughs) Real ones? Nah, mate. Absolutely not. £23.99. Just buying the fake shit. That's good to see. Very good. Uh, Scooching on ahead to 2017. No items bought in 2017, Kyle. 2018, nine items bought. Here we go. Here we bloody go. Um, Where shall we start on this little little journey? Uh, Again, there's there's themes here. You you always seem to buy things involving either Jim Carrey or The Incredibles. Mm. Um, You've bought an Incredibles 2 men's costume t-shirt in June 2018. I don't like that it says costume in there because that makes it sound like I was dressing up. Mm. Although as an actor, you could probably tax deduct that. Ooh. (laughs) Touch me on the phone. Um... I think, yes, that was when Incredibles came. 2018. I was seeing a girl from Australia then. Okay. Um, I remember that because she took the photo of me um, in my T-shirt next to the Incredibles poster. And it was the first time she was like, are you a geek? Um, (laughs) I was like, no, I just like this film. Um, (laughs) It's my happy place. Leave me alone. Yeah. uh, She got deported, sadly. Um, (laughs) But she's still here in my heart. Job, job. Um, okay, fine. Did she get deported not long after she asked you if you were a geek? Was yes. there a phone call you made? <laughs> yeah, else I'm not having that. Did you just call me a geek? <laughs> Hello, Theresa May. Yeah, hi. Um, she's at the multiplex. <laughs> oh, that's great. Uh, no, her visa ran out. Right. Poor right, thing. Okay. And I wasn't going to marry her, so. Um, <laughs> Was that discussed? Was that ever mooted? <laughs> no, it wasn't. All right, okay. Okay. Um, Maybe she'll listen to this and and be disgusted by my actions. Well, she doesn't doesn't like she liked your t shirt, so I'm no. not sure she was a keeper in the first place. To no, honest, mate. You know, thanks. So. Cool. This is a cool t shirt. This t shirt says to me, <laughs> you know, this man knows what he's about. He knows what he wants in life. I know what I like the Incredibles mm-hmm. too. <laughs> exactly. And thumbs up, diamond glass set of two transparent glasses. Fancy. Um, uh, eighteen pounds seventy two. Oh, do you know what? I I use I moved those I transported them yesterday, oh, yeah. um, because I haven't actually used them because I was at my mum's house and my mum thinks that um, alcohol is the devil. Right, she's right. Yeah. Um, then I have not. I never used those glasses, but now that I've got my own gaff, I am going to be whipping them out nonstop. <laughs> what do you want? <laughs> Tap water. Here you go. Diamond whiskey glass. You're welcome. So, does your mum not let you drink when you've lived with her? She, no, well, it's not that she doesn't let me. It's just that she like she will moan about it for a mm. substantial amount of time. Yeah, and she calls it booze. Yeah, I think is I think that's like her way of trying to make me feel like Phil Mitchell. <laughs> oh, oh, you got your booze again, have you? <laughs> Shut up, Sharon. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want eleven a.m. It's very weird, that isn't it, parents. Whatever parents do, mm. it sort of has the opposite effect. Yeah. So, like, my mum, right, she she wasn't, <laughs> this isn't probably the place to talk about it, but she was an alcoholic. I've talked about it before on various right. podcasts. And she's obsessed with alcohol. So whenever I go back and see her, she buys, because she doesn't drink, she hasn't drunk for 20 years, right. which is great. But she buys me booze because she wants me to drink. So she's drunk, she's like an alcohol feeder. Right, right, right. So I go and stay at her house and I'm like, can you... 
So, so I don't want to drink. Like it, the opposite always <laughs> yeah. happens with parents. Do you want? But what I'm saying is, do you want to swap mums? Is that too much? Um, no, I'm I'm well out for that. Okay. Right, I mean, she's got two two rooms empty now, so you can you can have a great time in there. Oh, mate. Okay, two rooms. Imagine that. Get up in the middle of the night and swap rooms. That'd be dreamy. Um, <laughs> all right. Uh, it's got a bit weird, this podcast, hasn't it? Uh, June 2018, a clothes brush for £11.48. What's a clothes brush? A bobble remover for clothes. Oh, yeah. Um, that didn't work. It didn't work? No. I. It was like a proper, like... There's like a retro one that you have to, like, use your hands and stuff. It doesn't even have, like, batteries in it. It's like a actual... you got, like, a pickaxe to your clothes. I was like, nah, okay. get out, okay. get rid of that. Hang on. Like taking a pickaxe, I love that, a pickaxe to your clothes, nah, get out. Okay? okay have you got a headline for me? There's <laughs> another review. Yep. Headline, um, this didn't work. Uh, yeah. This didn't work. Choose your public name. Do you want to have a different public name? Uh, yeah. Change? Let's use Dan Sullivan. Dan, <laughs> I've changed your public name to, and this is the great thing, don't mm-hmm. forget, obviously, if you're listening to this and you, maybe you've just landed halfway through this episode, to be very clear, I am in Kyle's uh, Amazon. He's not. He's just sitting listening to me while I go through it. Um, so I can do anything I like. Uh, and you have technically signed a disclaimer, so your public name is him off of ghosts. Submit. Okay, great. That's done. <laughs> Let's go into 2019, Kyle. Are you ready for mm-hmm. 20- How are you feeling about 2019? There's, things are picking up 21 orders. Yeah, there's going to be more uh, action going on. Oh, mate, you've got a minky bubble remover. What is it with you and bubbles, man? <laughs> well, the first one did fucking work. <laughs> real problem with bubbles. What's the minky wear- one? Is that the, the... That's the electric one with the batteries? Yeah, but Zzz. minky... Minky is a name for a female lady part, isn't it? I always thought Minky was. Is a, it? I remember there were kids at school who used to call them Minkies. Yeah, I'm sure. Where did you go the, to school? Uh, the eighties, and <laughs> it was I was homeschooled. But uh, um, yeah, Minky bubble remover. It's only got four stars out of five. Oh yeah, right. by Minky is a brand called Minky. There you go. Yeah, um, I think that's the one I'm still using. You, are you absolutely kidding me? No, I'm still using that bad boy. The, fucking the journey we've been on with your bubbles. When you, when you consider where we were a few minutes ago, when you were in the depths of despair because you bought one that didn't work, and now here we are, you're fully defuzzed. Oh yeah, big time. I'm not oh. catching myself on anything. No burrs okay. on my clothes. <laughs> Ain't no burrs on me. Okay, good. Uh, he's burr free. And um, what else has he got? A um, stainless steel, silver gold tone executive GQ, simply classic men's necktie tie bar clip. The titles for products that is and Amazon are getting so long. Longer. I had no idea what that was, even halfway into you saying it. I know. Could have gone in any direction. A, a tie clip, essentially, oh, is what yeah. you bought there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. £10.48. Yeah. Nice. £10? Mm hmm. It's too late to send that back. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it is. Yeah, your return window closed November 2019, mate. Damn. Absolutely gone. Um, what else have we got? Oh, we splashed out here. 40 quid mm-hmm. on a photo frame bar with non-reflective glass. It's a picture frame. You've got a nice picture frame. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a big one. That was a big one. I had a, I did a play called Fives a Crowd uh, in 2014, and it was the poster was rolled up in the corner of my room for five years. Uh-huh. Yeah, because uh-huh. I couldn't find then, a, a frame big enough. Right, and then you got you know what though? Again, we've talked something we've talked about before. This is a sign of growing up and becoming an adult when you put the blue tack away and mm. you buy the frames. Yeah. You were grown up by this stage, yeah, Kyle. Man. That's what's happened. Yeah. See, there you go. 
Um, nice to keep uh, posters of the shows you've been in, as yeah. well, just to prove to you know the rest of your family and you know your children as and when and if they come along. I did actually do something once that wasn't just wiping your ass. You know? it's, <laughs> exactly, it's proof. It's proof. Um, the Amazon Basics twenty-four pair over-the-door medium-sized shoe organizer. Yes, please. Okay, so let me give you a little secret. Mm-hmm. You pop that on the back of your door. Yeah. You put in your socks and your boxes. Okay. Oh, yeah. I, 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 I can't breathe. No, sorry. Hell. Yeah. If you can hear me, right? <laughs> you, sorry, must must have been a problem on the line there. It's a shoe organizer. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> You're still putting shoes in a shoe organizer. <sighs> Loser. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you know what? As well, twelfth of April, twenty nineteen, you buy mm-hmm. this for fourteen pounds eighty nine. You know what happens on the sixteenth of April? What happens? You go again, mate. You absolutely go again. Oh yeah, it came, and my mum was like, "Oh, one." <laughs> <laughs> Give it. Where'd you get that? Give me one. And, and, and let tell me, she doesn't put shoes in it as well, right? She uses. I don't it know also. what she uses that for. In fact, mm. I don't think she's even taken it out of the box. Well, you need to have words there about that. I don't live there anymore. She could do what she wants. It's not yet yeah, exactly. Not your problem, lad. Not your problem. All right, okay. Here's what we're going to do, Carl. We're going to go uh, rampaging into the present. If okay. That is a sentence that makes any sense at yeah. all. And um, we are now in 2020 lockdown. So you've had most of your lockdown at your mum's house, right? Yes. Yeah. And now, as we record this, a couple of days ago, you moved into your own place. Yes. Okay. So has that involved buying lots of stuff? I mean, has that mean meant that you've been on Amazon? You know, for example, buying. The Bed Story Bamboo Pillows Pack of Two. Hello. Yeah, boy. Carla Ritchie uh, is very... Uh, she feels very strongly about bamboo. Uh-huh. Um, she's the only person I've ever heard talk about it uh, right. as a material. So yeah. um, on her recommendation, I bought two pillows. Right, right. But, but, but Hang on. So the which bit's made of bamboo? The actual material? I've got no idea. <laughs> I don't have a clue what, what's going on in that thing. I just know that it feels like I'm sleeping on them clouds. Wow. Well, that is probably why pandas struggle to reproduce because they're so comfy sleeping <laughs> on the bamboo stuff. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. They never get around to it. Um, 16th of May, camera, phone, tripod. Someone's been doing some home videoing. Oh, it's videoing. an absolute piece of shit. <laughs> like, it's made out of nothing. It yeah. can't, like trying to even find the spirit level thing on it i think they've just made out they just put some water in there and yeah. like it's just like water and oil or something to yeah. make it look like it's garbage <laughs> um i i kept it like in the box for a while because i didn't need it and then mm. i did this um like a zoom um filming thing and i i got it out to use it first of all it's about three feet tall and that's its maximum height yeah and it's like it's so shit yeah, yeah. It's so annoying when you buy these things. And, you know, how could you have known it was shit when you spent all of twelve ninety nine on it? Exactly. <laughs> Just, you know what I mean? I'm, I'm expecting just... that to be premium. Right, right. This is what we do on Amazon. We spend four quid on a bit of, of plastic from China, and it comes and it's crap, and we're all just completely dismayed. <laughs> I can't believe it. I'm going to have to go back to putting my phone on the um, the toilet roll holder. Not holder. You know, the uh, what's that thing called? The bit in the middle. Um, what do you mean? Oh, the oh yeah, the tube, the the the, the um, the you know, the uh... two professional adult men struggling <laughs> to find the most basic of words as we get towards the end of my mate bought a toaster. The, 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 the yeah, the tube, the, the yeah, the tube, the the cardboard roll, the yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So, so, you so if you yes. yeah, so you cut out, you cut out like a little um a little strip, 
mm. in on either side. Uh, make a bit, make it symmetrical, and then oh, put yeah. the phone in there. You know, and then what? you can. That is a very good solution. I can give you another solution. This is a bit more protracted. Right. What you need to do is get yourself some kids. Ah, yes. Bring them up for a couple of years. And after about two and a half years of looking after them, right. they start to get into Lego. Mm-hmm. Then you buy a load of Lego. Right. And then you build a little Lego tower, which you can put your phone on. That's what I do for self-taping. Okay. So, yeah. so the next time I'm asked to do a self-tape, I'm going to mm-hmm. say... Just give me three years. Just give me three years. Actually, three years. Yeah, give me three years. I know it's meant to be in for Monday, but can you give me three years? I've just got to go and fall in love. Actually, to be honest, you don't even need to do that. Um, All right, let's have a look then, shall we? Let's have a look at the very final thing that you bought, or at Mm -hmm. least the the most up-to-date thing. This isn't the final thing that you bought, because I'm not going to kill you, just FYI. You will continue to live after this. Oh, shit. Yeah. Um, And uh, the final thing you bought, lovely stuff. Here is someone... Uh, buying possibly the most uh, you, indulging yourself here mm-hmm. as you prepare for life you know living in your own flat set up mm-hmm. there not living with your mum anymore and when the man lives by himself he's got to buy the toilet brush set i can't believe there wasn't a toilet brush in, the, in that place mm-hmm. i was like are you it's, joking you can't give me that it's ridiculous isn't it it's ridiculous it, and, and you've, you've got to have a bog brush in there because there's n- nothing says bachelor more than skid marks in the toilet oh absolutely and that's yeah. not what we want. That's not what we want. Um, so, I mean, have you have you used that yet, or is that still actually no, on the it's, way? No, it's on the way. Yeah, it's on the way. That's I exciting. mean, that might that might be coming now, and I'm <laughs> I'm Imagine. not there. Oh my god! Imagine if live this was interrupted. I know because you're not in your house, are you? No. You're not recording in your house. I, I mean, it's quite a parcel to open as well, that isn't it? To get there, Ooh, Amazon package. Here we go. Because no matter how many times we buy random shit from Amazon, whenever we get the package, we are excited. Yes. Right? Yeah. Here we go. Because Ooh, sometimes we're like, oh, is this is this going to come? Is both of my things going to come at once in one box? Or are they yeah, going to come yeah, in separate yeah, boxes? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Mm. Oh, mm. Here we go. What is it? It's, um, yeah, something to clean shit off the toilet with. <laughs> so, there you go. There we go. Um, listen, final thing, right? I did in October 2019. What we're going to do for the final thing, uh, Kyle, we're going to your wish list. So this is stuff you'd like in the future. Maybe listeners who are fans of yours. Well, yeah, you've got a wish list on here, my friend. And um, people can, maybe if they're huge fans of ghosts, yeah, the brilliant, brilliant sitcom which you star in, uh, which is going to be on BBC One very, very soon indeed. That's Maybe right. they can buy you this as a little uh, token to say thank you for being brilliant in that wonderful show. Oh, that'd be lovely. Lou, fourteen k yellow gold octagonal snake chain necklace. That is absolutely delightful. what that's on your wish list. Yep, it's on your wish list, mate. Snake chain necklace. A snake chain necklace. Fourteen k. How much is that? I can't see actually. Annoyingly, I can't see because it's. I think they've taken it off Amazon. I think you put it on. Oh great! Yeah, <laughs> I great. don't think it exists. Yeah, it <laughs> well, yeah, good, great. <laughs> Um, Fine. Well, you know, that's uh, that's a perfect anal- analogy for the Amazon wishlist, isn't it? It's just dreams. Dreams we can't ever have. There you go, guys. Yeah. Anything you want. Anything you want. Put it on your wishlist. You can have anything. Okay, great. I'll pop that on there. When I've got enough money, when I'm successful enough, after I've moved out, then maybe I'll treat myself to that. Oh, no, it's gone. Um, listen, this is definitely not going to be a raise. This is going to be on the air very soon. Um, uh, Kyle, thank you so much thank you. for uh, joining me on My Mate Bought a Toaster. Um, you're absolutely brilliant. I think you're wonderful in Ghosts. Thanks, man. All the bits. And uh, good luck with that. That new series is out very soon. Yes, that's right. Um, and when the, what, the, what the hell else do you do? I mean, this is the problem, isn't it? When you're an actor, everyone sees you on telly and they're like, oh, you're on telly, you're doing well. And you're like, no, I'm not. I've been on a pencil day. <laughs> yeah, pencil day. I literally filmed that 11 months ago. Uh, yeah. I've done nothing yeah. since then. Yeah. <laughs> um, 
Yeah, no, uh, yeah, that's. I'm looking forward to that coming out. That was a lot of fun to film, uh, and it was great to be back there in the house with all those idiots. Mm-hmm. And uh, we get to do it again. Um, so yeah, it was film series three at the start of next year. Wonderful, wonderful stuff. Good stuff. Uh, Kyle, thank you very much for joining us. That's Kyle Smith Bino on my mate bought a toaster. All the best. Lots of love, kind regards. Thank you. Goodbye. Thanks, man. That was so much fun. There you go, the very wonderful K.L. Smith Bino. And the new series of Ghosts is out next week on BBC One. Uh, I think it's the 21st of September that it is, I'm going to say it again, dropping. Yeah, man, using all the lingo. Um, That was nice, wasn't it? Isn't he great? What a fantastic human being. What a very funny man. It's really good ghosts as well. All those horrible history guys being brilliant. What I didn't tell K.L. was that I auditioned for that part and didn't get it. I didn't mention it. I didn't mention it. Maybe I'll mention it next time I see it. Maybe I won't. Uh, Anyway, that's enough of me. That's enough of this episode. Uh, Thanks for listening. As usual, if you could, if you get a second, if you've enjoyed this experience, um, any kind of uh, review is always very welcome. I say any kind. There's really only one kind that I'm after specifically. It's the, the, the broadly positive one. Not even broadly, the very positive ones. If you get a moment to write down something along the lines of, wow, the best podcast I've ever heard, and then do lots of emojis. There's lots of emojis popping up on all the latest reviews, which I'm pleased to get nice reviews, but at the same time, I loathe emojis. So I'm not sure how I feel. I'm very torn. Anyway, go to your podcast platform, and if you write a nice review, it encourages other people to listen, and I need uh, some more listeners. (laughs) Just because I like having lots of listeners, and then I get more money for the adverts, and I could almost pay myself. I mean, I I say almost. At the moment, we're earning £22 a month. So if I can get to £25 a month, that's me covered for the next several years. Um, Have a lovely week. Take care. See you soon. Bye. Oh, by the way, I was about to go then, but I want you to know this. Next week, Tim Dowling is on. He is the Observer columnist. Very, very funny. If you like your humour dry as dust, uh, then please, please make sure you subscribe and listen. Tim Dowling, the Observer columnist, uh, will be joining me for My Mate Bought a Toaster next week. It is a corker. Tell your friends and uh, drop us a line on at ToasterPod and all the bits. Bye now. I'm Tilly Steele. And I'm Helen Monk. And this is Bitchin'. I'm dyslexic. Yeah, why do you read the Wikipedia page? <laughs> it's good to practice. Yeah. A podcast where every week we talk about a different person. So how old was he when he first popped on the scene? That's a great If question. you say he was my age, I'm gonna <laughs> fucking die. And we veer wildly off track. Pop that Prosec. <laughs> Available on all your podcast apps. That's not right. Uh, Can you not say er in the advert? (laughs) Available on all your podcast platforms. Just search Bitchin' or Great Big Owl. We'll see you there. That was all right. (laughs) 